All right, hello and welcome. I'm Mark, and this is the Ripple Shuffle and Roll podcast, episode two. It's been a while since the last one, but I'm hoping to build up the habit of getting these things recorded and put out a little more consistently. Last time we talked about Rummy, and mostly the history of Rummy, some of the games that are pretty well known within that family of games, and basically just gave you an overview of the Rummy family. So today I'm going to dive a little deeper. We're going to be talking about some games specifically. And these are games that you can find on the channel. So the Rummy family is a huge family of games. There are hundreds of Rummy games. And I'm going to be covering my top picks for this. So if you know of any that I'm not talking about, I would love to hear them. I'd love for you to share them with me. If you want to go to my channel leave a comment or shoot me an email my email is in the about section of the youtube channel or just ripple shuffle and roll at gmail.com shoot them my way i get people sending me games pretty consistently um, new ones they want to see videos of or games they've created so do not hesitate to shoot me an email all right let's go into the banter for the week um if, if, you, uh, if it's your first time visiting here or listening to the, <laughs> I'm used to saying the opening for the YouTube channel. If it's your first time listening to the podcast, welcome. Uh, the Ripple Shuffle and Roll podcast is where I talk about gaming, primarily card games, classic games, and sometimes board games. So if you want to check out the YouTube channel, that's where I upload all of my how to play videos. And I've been doing some more playthroughs recently. The playthroughs are sometimes part of the instructional video for how to play, and sometimes they're on their own. I've abandoned Patreon. I was pushing that a lot. Nobody seemed very interested in it, and honestly, I didn't have anything of value to offer on there in exchange for Patreon membership, and I just don't have the time right now to focus on that. So I went ahead and jumped over onto Reddit and created a subreddit for the channel. So if you're a Reddit member or if you have a Reddit account or if you don't, I, I suggest getting on there. It's a pretty cool website. And join the Ripple Shuffle and Roll subreddit. There I post about once a week. Uh, you know, if I come across a new game that I like or if someone submits a game to me, I like to share it out and get some more eyes on it. I've had a couple invented games, uh, newly invented games submitted my way. So, I, you know, I like to get eyes on those, especially if I really like them. And there's been a couple that have been really nice games. Alley Cat is one of them. And that's a trick-taking game for two players, which typically is hard to do. Uh, this guy did it well. Um, I also have recently joined a wonderful Discord. It's called the Classic Card Game Discord channel. And it is amazing. The people on there are really cool. They're always getting together and playing games. There's a huge group on there that focuses on German games and Tarot games. Um, or tarot games, and it's a neat little niche I know nothing about. So it's interesting to kind of see what they're saying and, and take part of that conversation. We've already been, I've already become part of a cool little euchre group. We've met a couple times, and we always have tentative plans to meet each week and play some euchre. So I hope to see you over there. Um, the Discord has around 150 people or so. It's pretty active, and they're always looking for more players. Um, 
so yeah, I'll put the link for that in the description uh, for the podcast. Um, the link's over on my YouTube channel as well. So whatever is easiest for you. But I hope to see you over there. So what's been happening at Ripple Shuffle and Roll? Well, we are closing in on a thousand subscribers, which is very, 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 very exciting. We're currently at 861, 862, somewhere in there, and growing every day. I've got uh, almost 130 videos uploaded. I think it was 126 to be exact. I've been uploading about once a week, sometimes more, depending on the week and how much time I have. Um, I really want to get that number growing. I, I want to get as many games in video form on the channel as possible. Um, anybody who knows about Pagat.com knows that there's just a never-ending list of games, variations of games, and it just keeps on growing. And I know that it will take a very long time to ever even be close to that, but if I can get to... 500 games in a timely manner, I would be pretty proud of that particular number. So it's hard. I mean, some of the games are really, really complicated, and the only way to learn them is to be able to play with other people. So I've been focusing a lot on two-player games recently because those are games that I could play with my wife and or else games that um, have a great app online that I can enjoy playing and learn to play on. So... That's been my focus. Um, I have played over 500 games of Gin Rummy the past year between playing with my wife, playing on um, apps, and yeah, between those three things, playing in real life and playing online, over 500 games. And I've gotten pretty good. I'm pretty confident. I mean, on the on one app, on the, I can't remember what it's called, but I, on one of my apps, I am oh, 50 games up. So I've won a couple hundred, and I've lost 150 or so. But I, I consistently stay 50 games up on that app. And, I'm, yeah, I play, I mean, I play for the highest stakes. I tend to get, you know, I, I would think that that gets me the best competition. So I've played a lot of gin. But over the last couple weeks, I've switched over to OHEC. There's a really great website called TricksterCards.com, and it's an app you can put on your phone as well and play. And I've been playing OHEC on there, and that is a heck of a good time. I really enjoy it. So I'm going to probably be playing that quite a bit over the next week. I did a how to play for that particular game um, and just posted it today as of the day of this recording. So that's out there. It's a pretty common game. I know making a video for that's not going to, not going to, bring in a lot of views because there's already some pretty dominant videos about the game but i wanted it in my library it's a game that i definitely recommend and there's a lot of ways to adjust the game for the number of people playing how long of a game you want to play how difficult do you want to make the game it's just a great trick-taking game it has bidding it's got a trump suit i love it so i would like to I'm going to try to get 25 games of that in this week and put together a bit of a guide for that game for the channel because I've been learning, I've been figuring out some nuances for how to bid. Um, it's definitely easier to bid 
with more players and it's definitely easier to bid when your hand is bigger but the the fewer the players and the smaller the hand the bidding gets really tricky because there's more variation in which cards are out on the table so anyways i will be talking about that game more probably on the next episode when i switch over to trick taking but we shall see for today we are talking about rummy and some rummy games so what i wanted to do in this episode is dive a little deeper into some rummy games give you some games that you need to see a couple of them are or give you some games that you need to check out a couple of them are pretty common um, a couple of them are going to probably probably be new to most people so let's start with what a rummy game is if you didn't listen to episode one in short games in the rummy family are characterized by meld building melds are collections of cards that all have something in common so a run is a sequence of cards in the same suit so two three four five of diamonds that's a run a set is a group of cards that are all of the same rank so if you were to have three fives that's a set of fives most rummy games require there to be at least three cards in a set or a run and there are way more melds out there especially when you start getting into rummy games from different countries other than the united states you've got some different kinds of melds like marriages and trios and naturals and when you start getting into double deck rummy games you've got different kinds of sets that can happen um, because there are more than one of each rank and suit of a card so in a double deck game there's actually two four of clubs so you could create a set of eight and a, a perfect set of eight um, and of course the introduction of jokers into the games changes everything up so you've got like dirty melds and clean melds and there's just a lot of variation out there it's a really big family of games it's a very old family of games not as old as trick-taking if i'm not mistaken but it is definitely ever-growing especially with the rise in popularity of commercial games that incorporate the meld building set collecting sort of mechanic or mechanism so where should you start if you are just getting into card games or if you have children that you want to teach how to play a rummy game where should you begin and i always suggest 500 rum it goes by a couple different names 500 rummy Rummy 500, growing up, I just knew it as Rummy. It was just Rummy. I didn't know, I didn't realize there were other Rummy games. I was never taught other Rummy games. And the way this game is played, it was just known as Rummy. So this is your basic seven card um, deal. Each player gets seven cards. There's a draw pile and a discard pile. So once every player has been given their seven cards, the rest of the decks placed in the center top cards flipped over to become the discard pile players are allowed to draw from the top of the draw pile or they may take a card or multiple cards from the discard pile so as the discard pile grows in this particular form of rummy it actually grows in a staggered way so instead of just building the discard pile up with players only seeing the top card it does more of a stair step and 
a side note, there's actually a German rummy game called Stair Step Rummy. Treppenrom, I do believe, is what it's called. So I always refer to that type of discard pile as a stair step discard pile or staggered. Um, but yeah, a stair step discard pile. So you can see all the cards that are in that discard pile. So if a player draws from the discard pile, they may take the top card or if there's a card somewhere in the middle that they want, they can pick that card up, but they have to pick up every other card that's on top of it. And they have to play that card. So if there's a five of clubs in the middle of that pile and there's four cards on top of it, they pick up all five cards and they must play the five of clubs. So there, 500 rum can be pretty swingy, especially towards the end if that discard pile has had a chance to grow and someone's been sitting there hoarding cards in their hand waiting for the melds to just kind of appear in that discard pile, the game can end very quickly in the end. But it's an excellent place for kids or newbies to start because it's a smaller hand, you're only managing seven cards to begin with, and there's a lot of flexibility in play because you can play off of each other's melds. So as soon as you have three or more cards in a set or a run, you can play them to the table. And once you do that, your meld is open for others to play on. They're gonna keep the cards they add to them on their side of the table because they will earn points for those at the end of the round. But I have found, I mean, especially as a kid, when I played this with my family, that was when the game got most exciting, when other people started playing the runs because then I could start ditching cards from my hand. Um, unless you played with my dad, who liked to hold all the cards until the very end, which was pretty frustrating, and that's kind of a mean strategy. So um, that's 500 rum. That's a great place to start. But Mark, what, what if there's only two of us? What do I play? Ha, Gin Rummy is the best two-player rummy game, in my humble opinion. Now, some people will say they prefer the Oklahoma variation, or there's, there's Tedesco, there's Scarny Gin, there's, um, I think those are the only three big ones. But I would start, again, if it's a person's first rummy game, or it's their first time playing gin, I would start them off with straight gin. So in straight gin, each player starts off with 10 cards, and then a card is flipped over. There's a few different ways to handle the first turn. Typically, the non-dealer gets to choose if they want to pick up that discard. If they don't, the dealer has an opportunity to pick it up. If they do, they discard a card from their hand and then play begins like normal. So if the non-dealer picks it up, they discard and then the dealer gets to go. And they may draw from the draw pile or the discard pile. So whoever picks it up, the opposite player takes a normal turn. If both players don't want to pick that card up, then no one can pick it up. It goes back to the non-dealer and they have to begin their turn by drawing from the draw pile. So the beginning of that game is a little muddy for people who are not familiar with it. Um, I prefer a simpler version where you just deal 11 cards to the non-dealer and they begin the game by discarding one card and then play passes to the dealer and the play begins or continues like normal. So in this game, you're not laying down your melds. You are building them in your hand. And in straight gin, as soon as you have all 10 cards as part of a meld, you end the game. You went gin, it's called going gin, and you end the round, you lay down your cards, and then it, you earn your points. 
So if we're going Jane, you earn 25 points, plus points equal to the value of the cards in, their, in your opponent's hand that are not part of a meld. So if you went Jane, ended the round, laid down your hand, and your opponent had a 10 and a 7 as Deadwood in their hand, you would also earn 17 points, plus the 25 for going Jane. It's very simple. There's no, there, um, that, that keeps the game a little more simple because you both have the same goal, you're both trying to fill your hand with melds, and there's not a lot to think about there when the round ends. Standard gin rummy, the, the way that, there's a few more options for how to end the round, which complicates the scoring a little bit. So first you need to know what Deadwood is. You, you kind of need to know what it is for straight gin, but you really need to understand the concept of Deadwood for gin rummy, for standard gin. So Deadwood is any card that's not part of a meld. Um, in Gin Rummy, once a player has 10 points or less in Deadwood in their hand, 10 points or fewer, 10 points or fewer in Deadwood in their hand, they can end the round by what's called knocking. Knocking is pretty universal. Um, it, it universally means ending a round, typically. When you knock, you're either passing in some games, or when it comes to Rummy games, when you knock, that's your signal that you're ending the round or the round is about to end. So when you have less 10 points or fewer in your hand, you can end the round by knocking. When you do this, your opponent has the opportunity to, has one more opportunity to get rid of cards. They don't get to draw or anything, but when you lay down your melds, if your opponent has cards that can be added to those melds, they can do so and they get rid of them. Now, when that's all said and done, if your opponent has less deadwood than you, that's bad. You just got undercut. So they're gonna earn some point bonuses for that. However, if you end the round, let's say you have five points in deadwood there, so you decide to end the round. You have five, your opponent didn't have anything they could lay off. They had no cards to add to your meld, and they had seven points in deadwood. They were pretty close. So you would earn two points for the round. It's not a big score, but if you consistently do that, you'll end up winning. You'll get the upper hand. People who like to play towards uh, gin have these big point rounds, but in the end, they don't typically win as many games. So yeah, gin rummy is an excellent game for two players. There's a few variations. Oklahoma, Some I've heard some people argue that Oklahoma is the best way to play. Um, that does some different things with knocking limits and when you're allowed to knock and end the round and spades when a spade is shown on the knock card you can earn double points it's it's more complicated and i think it is more fun but i prefer just gin rummy and there's also tedesco which adds some different rules and it's uh, yeah it's a great little subset of games especially for two players are you wanting more complexity more complexity. So you got a larger group, maybe three or four players, and you're looking for a little more complexity. I suggest a game called Continental. Now, as I researched this game, I found out that there are actually two documented versions of a game called Continental. Bicycle, or the United States Playing Card Company, but the subsidiary Bicycle has a game called Continental Rummy. And it is not the same as Continental. 
what's more and that so my my assumption is that bicycles continental is a very regional game um they are located well they used to be in cincinnati ohio now they're in kentucky right across the river but so you're looking at kind of a heartland maybe ohio kentucky indiana regional game whereas continental is more world renowned um you can go i know people in mexico that play this particular game i know that it is a mainland spain it is popular in mainland spain so it's definitely got more uh, roots in europe and in latin america so continental rummy is a double deck rummy game with two jokers so right there you're adding a lot of complexity because you're doubling the amount of cards and you're adding jokers as wild in this game there are only two types of melts a trio which is a set of three so like five 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 and a run which must be four or more in the same suit so a sequence of four or more in the same suit so right there that makes this game pretty different Each round, players are going to be dealt a different amount of cards. So you're going to play for seven rounds. The first round, you're dealt seven cards, and then eight, nine, ten, and so on. The final round, you're dealt 13 cards. Now, this is also, not only is this a progressive rummy game, but it's also a contract rummy game. Because each round has a different contract that must be met. The first person to meet the contract essentially ends the round. So for the first round, the goal is to get two trios. So two melds three cards each the second round you want to earn one trio and one run and so on until the seventh round when you're trying to get three runs so that's 12 cards um well it's four or more in a run so you're looking at a 13 card hand um you're gonna have to get all 13 cards in a meld and it really changes the game up so the inter the interesting thing about that game is I think there's a lot more strategy involved in what you play and when you play it. Um, once you've met the contract, you are allowed to drop your cards. Play will continue with people until you're able to get rid of your entire hand. With jokers being wild, you know, jokers can be used. Don't get stuck with jokers in your hand at the end of the round because that's gonna get you that's gonna get you extra points. So uh, Continental Rummy is scored with kind of like domino games if you're left in the round with cards in your hand you're going to earn points based on the cards left in your hand the winner of the game is going to have the lowest score so if you're stuck with a joker because you can't add that to a, a trio or a run you're going to earn 50 points for that and that's kind of a feature that i enjoy when games incorporate wild cards when they make those have a higher penalty because that keeps people from hoarding them. So Continental Rummy, check that out. Make sure you do not find your way to Bicycles Continental Rummy. Just look for Continental. It's a good game. Uh, video for that on my channel if you want to learn how to play there. And there's plenty of resources online. Like I said, I know it's popular in Spain. And because of that, it, it got some popularity in uh, latin america as well so uh you want a little more complexity a little more craziness let's jump to a different part of the world uh, a game called papu or just called indian rummy 
This is also a double deck game with two jokers, but this game is typically played for stakes. So people buy in and then the amount of money they buy in with becomes their point value, their starting point value. And then you, they bid, you bid those points each round. <coughs> and you either win and earn the points with other people paying you or you lose and you pay the points you bid. In this game, there are a lot of different kinds of melds. Uh, there are natural runs, runs, sets, and triplets. And there are a few special rules in this game. Um, you must have a natural run and a second run, but the second run may contain wilds. So you're not allowed to go out until you have a natural run in this game. Um, in this game, since it is a double deck game, it's possible for two of the exact same card to be in a meld, but not it's not legal. So in this game, you're not allowed to do that. So you cannot have two five of spades in a set of fives, for example, in a triplet. Um, now, what is interesting about this game is it gives people the opportunity to back out. So if you get dealt a hand, because it's, you know they're playing for money, this game is typically paid, played for money. So if you're dealt a hand, you can write a, and you don't like it, you don't think you have a good chance of winning the round, you can back out. It's called packing. And you only lose some of the points you bid if you do that. So this, this is a very popular rummy game in India. It's got some different nuances. Um, I did a detailed how to play video for this on the channel. It's a long one because there's a lot happening in this game. Um, it seems that in a lot of the world, rummy games incorporate two decks or more, depending on the amount of players, and multiple jokers and wilds. And it really changes the dynamic of the game. Whereas I think more American rummy games tend to be a little more strategic rather than um, luck-based, but that could just be a, a poor assumption on my fault, or I might be adding two and two to get five there. So from there, where can you go? I mean, we've got the meld mechanic being used in all kinds of games. So if you want to go into the world of commercial games, I've got two card game suggestions and one board game suggestion. There is a commercial game that's pretty easy to find at any local Walmart um, or even just on Amazon. It's called Five Crowns. Now, I've always been intrigued by this game because it is a five-suited game. It does come with a five-suited deck. The only downside is it does not include aces and twos. So this deck starts at three. It's a progressive rummy game, so your hand grows each round. And then along with each round, along with a uh, change in hand size, there is a different wild card. So this game includes, I believe, six jokers, plus each round a different rank is wild. So for round one, players are dealt three cards, and threes are wild. You, it plays a lot like gin, where you're trying to meld your entire hand. When you do, you go out. Everybody gets one more chance to play as many melds as possible. And then players earn points based on the cards remaining in their hand. Pretty simple game. It accommodates, I believe, up to seven players. Maybe just six, but I believe seven. Um, 
So it, it's a great game for a lot of people. It plays just as fun uh, for fewer people. Now, there is a newer one. Now, I know these guys. I talked to them, and they were they, they sent me this game. I was able to do a video and a bit of a review, and the game is called Rumski. This is a full five-suited deck rummy game, and it plays a lot like a robber rummy or a German rummy. Once melds are played to the table, First of all, they don't belong to the player who played them. They're played to what's called the community. Once melds are played to the community, those cards are available for everybody. And they can be moved around. <coughs> they can be, sorry guys. They can be moved around as needed. As long as all of the cards in the community are in legal melds by the end of the turn. So there are some pretty wild plays that can be made, especially towards the end of the game when someone is about ready to go out. Uh, I like Rumski a little more than Five Crowns because they do give you a full five-suited deck, which I think provides for new opportunities in playing classic games. So a lot of times a classic game is made better for more than four players by just making a double deck version. I think maybe adding a fifth suit might be a more elegant solution to playing the same game with you know five or six players instead of just four um i know uh, you can see a video for a game called jinski on my channel which is a three-player gin variant played with the rumski deck and i think it's i think that five-suited rumski deck is the perfect solution for playing gin with three players and finally the board game Ticket to Ride. I know that might be surprising to some, but the entire um, base mechanism for that game is meld building. You're drawing cards, you're building sets, and then you are playing the sets in order to lay trains on a board. The sets you build in your hand allows you to build the train, uh, the, it allows you to build your connections on the board. So. It's, it's, for all intents and purposes, Ticket to Ride is a rummy board game. And an excellent one at that. You That game is easily found at any store or online. It's not too expensive. It is on the kind of the fringe of the hobby gaming market, so it's up there in price, more around 40 bucks. I was able to get it for 25 I think, during Christmas time. So if you keep an eye out, you can find it. There is a cheaper... Uh, smaller version of the game ticket to ride in London is pretty readily available and that one is more suitable for two players um, but it is definitely a great great game all right well we are we just crossed the 30 minute mark I have talked about everything that I want to talk about today I hope this podcast was informative and um, I, I will definitely be getting another one out in the next week or two. I would like to jump into trick-taking games, and maybe I'll be able to get a guest or two on here so we can have a little bit more of a conversation. Let me know if you have any questions or thoughts. If you're listening to this on YouTube, please leave a comment down below. Hit subscribe, hit the bell, and um, let me know that you want more of these episodes. If you're listening to this through a podcast provider such as Apple or Google, 
um, it'd be really nice of you to give me a review. And those little things like that keep me encouraged and, um, you know, it motivates me to, to keep doing this sort of thing. So thanks for your time. And this was our little chat on rumming.